Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun-filled episode. Welcome listeners to episode number 45 of Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants. Although you probably know who we are by now, I would have thought after 45 episodes. What do you reckon? Yes, (laughs) Yes. just a little bit. Just Just a little. Just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, but I kind of got to do my opening spiel, don't I? I mean, it's part of the thing. It goes with the territory. But anyway, Without, after all of that, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's lovely to be here again. And today is, uh, no, it's not January anymore, is it? It's February, February the 4th. And actually it's the second- February February the 4th, yeah. And it's actually the second podcast that we're recording today. Mm -hmm. So the podcast that you heard last week, we recorded this morning or a bit earlier this afternoon with Rebecca Robertson. And Mm -hmm. now we are going to be recording a wonderful episode with- Laura Donnelly and we'll tell you all about Laura in a little minute bit when she comes on she's coming to us all the way from the states I can't remember whereabouts in the states she is so it's morning for her it's half past five in the afternoon for me so it's half past three mid-afternoon for you Joe. is that right that's correct it yeah. is yep yeah. yep yeah. so uh, it's another truly international episode I love these when they're all kind of scattered the power of the internet it's wonderful Wonderful. yeah absolutely so we were just chatting about what we were going to chat about in the preamble because we were chatting not that long ago so it does become a bit of a challenge for listeners on days when we record a couple of podcasts although we can usually find something to talk about so uh, we've both been comparing notes about lunch and I had some cake and usually I had cake for the second time during the day and that's um, it, it's a cake I made uh, the other the other day my husband's not been well and I decided to bake uh, and now I know why I don't make that that particular cake very often is because I tend to eat it I don't tend to eat cake that often but this one I, I will eat so it's, it's, it's one of those things Shelley that you need to cook when family are around because then they'll eat it before they all go home yeah, that, but that's not happening at the moment. In fact, no. I made it and I cut it in half and half is in the freezer for another day. So uh, we'll have that another week. We'll, we'll take yeah. it out one, for one, one weekend. But we're hoping we'll be able to see people soon, you know, socially and have the kids over. That, that would be really nice. We're looking you, now that, that you've had your injection and Israel is doing so well with the vaccination, you know, in terms of numbers and all of those kinds of things it's hopefully that will open things up a little bit more over there for you guys well we hope so but the numbers actually are not actually going down and I mean it's all proportionate so the numbers obviously are not like the numbers in the UK but proportionate to the number of people that are here they're quite high Um, and it's because of the different strains of the virus the newer strains the variation variants Um, are more infectious than the original one so if you get somebody that catches the new one they infect more people because it just goes faster I mean wherever you are in the world that's the case Mm. so um, it's really tough and people are I I know it's like in the UK but certainly here a lot of people are really fed up with being locked in and shut down and you know keeping to the restrictions not some people do and then there are people that don't and I'm sure it's the same everywhere yeah 
it so is. It, 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 I think, you know, we've said this before. I think it's really difficult. People in power, have they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. They, they, they were on a hiding to nothing. And, and nobody really knows what what's going to be good or not. But we're hoping that they'll start to open things up. But we have actually started to socialise with our friends who are in the same age bracket as us. And we've all had two vaccinations. Uh, and we all live in about, you know, four blocks of each other. And we all don't see our grandchildren. So we reckon we're safe. Yeah. Together. So, uh, yeah, so that's that's the state of affairs. But we're looking forward to seeing the kids at some point soon, um, hopefully. How about you? Who, who have you not seen recently that you would normally see? Do you know, I haven't seen any of my business buddies. I haven't seen if you like the, the group of school mums that, yeah. you know, I met at the nursery gate kind of thing. And, you know, we all did different things. And it's been, you know, you see them less as the children go to the different high schools. But we always made a point of meeting up every so often and coffee or lunch or and I haven't seen anybody yeah. for such a long time, you know. And I know my husband, he's not been able to go out to the football or you know um men don't seem to do that whole social thing the way women do and join up for lunch or anything no. so he hasn't been to see his friends because he hasn't been to see football for yeah. 12 months and um yeah it just feels kind of yeah difficult now because you haven't seen, I haven't seen my family in you know such a long time either you know yeah. it's been difficult this month my dad's been very unwell uh, we couldn't go and visit him because they're not allowing visitors and all that kind of thing so yeah it's yeah it's it's tough I think it's 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 tough around I think I think we should acknowledge that you know it's yeah I mean we we meet every week and we talk about how wonderful life is and all these business yeah. advice advice that we have and and strategies and we always do sound upbeat but even the most up, upbeat person has has the occasional down day or tired yeah. day or just generally wants to hibernate day yeah. so, <laughs> so that's it, that it has been it has I have found it this January more difficult than any other time but I think having a tax accountant husband who's doing 12 hours sometimes yeah. more a day he had my office a lot of the time because he needed to have very private phone calls yeah. which he normally would have done in the office it's it feels harder yeah, I, I, I understand the tax accountant thing because my husband's an accountant. Uh, he, he sold his practice two years ago just before we came here. But up until then, in fact, even the first year we were here, last December, he was still helping out the firm that bought his practice. Um, you know, and he would do a couple of hundred tax returns a year. Yeah. And that's a lot for one person to get through, uh, especially when your clients don't send in their details in good oh, time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's been a lot of that. Yeah, no, he would be writing to his clients saying the long suffering Mrs. Fischel is worried about my blood pressure. Please send your details in. Yeah. <laughs> he did that once got quite a good response actually anyway I think this is a good 
conversation to be having before we meet up with our lovely guest, Laura Donnelly. Laura is, as I said earlier, based in the States, and she's all about doing things with ease and joy. And her business is called Body Brain uh, dancing with ease uh, and she teaches something called the body brain balance method which is based on the alexander technique which i think is so important um posturally especially when we work from home and and when we're not out and about as much as we normally are so we kind of slouch and we don't hold ourselves properly so i'm really excited to be chatting to laura i've known her for quite a long time and through various online groups that we are both members of uh, so i think we should go and get her Welcome back, listeners. And now we've got the wonderful Laura Donnelly with us from Body Brain Balance. Have I got that right? Uh-huh. I got them in the, got the words. In the, I have a propensity to get words in the wrong order, don't I, Jo? Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, she's keeping quiet about that one. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's really lovely to have you here. And this is a really another big international episode. I'm in Israel, as our listeners know. Joe is in London and Laura is coming to us from Kansas. Wow. Dorothy's red shoes. Yeah, That makes me think of Kansas. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and Laura, do you want to tell our listeners, our, our VA audience, who you are, what you do, um, and then we can have a chat about how what you do can help all of us who are working from home. Okay, great. Thank you so much for having me be on the show. I'm so excited. And uh, and what I do is I help people do whatever it is that they do with the exact right amount of energy for the activity. Oh. So, So we can think in our head a whole lot about this. But the reason I call my work Body Brain Balance is honestly, our body knows. So... So I'm pretty excited to be here, right? So just as an example, if I let that excitement pound up, then I start to talk a little fast and you can suddenly hear my voice is a little tight. And if I just say, oh, let me return to my balance, automatically, I don't have to think about my pacing. I don't have to think about the pitch. I don't even have to think about the words because I come right back here right now on long distance with you too. Yeah. And so it's uh, it's an awareness tool that helps communication. It helps uh, manage uh, stress when you have a whole lot of projects due at one time. It helps, it helps me make decisions, which is the first most important task to take care of. And that, that often, just mm. opens up the space and everything flows right after that. That's fascinating. So mm. the, the, the tool, um, I've been reading up, I've been reading your lovely website. I, I, yeah, I, I, I own up to it. I mean, I've known you, Laura. We've, we've been in, uh, in a group, part of a marketing community for a long time, and we've fed off each other's ideas for a long time. But we, um, we, I think we've probably seen each other in person like this, once or twice before but not a lot so uh so I had to go and have a sneaky peek at the website to remind myself about what you actually do and I was reading your your story on your homepage which I thought was was fascinating so your your work is based on the Alexander technique if, if I've read it correctly 
So how yeah. did you come to that? And, and, and I know you were a dancer before that. So, so, so I call my company Dancing with Ease and I call the work Body Brain Balance because that's what happens to you is your body and brain come into balance. Wow. When you actually dance with ease in your life. And so I was a dancer and I came to the Alexander Technique and a lot of other, uh, what they call in the, in the field somatics, body work mm -hmm. techniques for using your body better, more efficiently, more healthy, in a more healthy manner. And all of this kind of became the foundation of how I approached the whole world because it's me and this is yeah. my stuff. And so even when I'm doing taxes for, for a client, I'm bringing all of that body knowledge to that project. So I, a friend, another friend, a dancer friend said, I found this thing. It's going to change your life. You have to come with me to this workshop. <laughs> I was probably about 28, 29. And I went and, and darn if she wasn't right. It, in there, working on, on just the Alexander Technique with some specific dance moves, I felt my body feel like it had felt when I was 22 or 23. And by 28, 29, when you're in a, a high intensity yeah. performance, physical performance field, whether it's athletics or, or dance or theater, that's the age when you start like a little bit, it just doesn't bounce back the next day the way yeah. it did. <laughs> and things that were always easy, you have to think about a little bit more. And what I was, what I discovered over doing this work is that when I say I went to bend backwards and I didn't feel as flexible. So as soon as I think I'm not as flexible, I have to do something else. I'm suddenly less flexible. Yeah. And so for your, for your listeners, one of the things they can do to experiment with this really quick is to just make a fist, a really tight fist, and then squeeze it tighter and tighter and tighter and keep squeezing it. And so you probably noticed that my voice changed when I was squeezing and then, then just stop squeezing your fist. And this work is just that, the stopping, yeah. not switching, not changing, not doing something else. Just stopping going in the direction that's causing more tension to you. Gosh, that must take quite a lot of work, though, to recognize and implement, though. <clears throat> or not. Or is it easy? It's as easy as squeezing. And then not squeezing. Not squeezing. It's that easy. But... Say you're doing a presentation that you've put a lot of work into and you're very attached to having yeah. the you're presenting to accept that yeah. proposal. You bring all the excess tension with you because yes. you have, what if they don't accept it? What if they ask me a question I can't answer? What, what if, what if, what if, if? then that's when the challenge and, and that's what takes practice. Yeah. And so like, I, I like to have people practice with stuff like doing the dishes, but <laughs> it's not that important because, because what we learn from the fist is that tensing anywhere in our system is tensing everywhere. Yeah. And when you stop squeezing, easing anywhere in the system is easing everywhere. And that's how, as my friend said, this will change your whole life. 
because it changes how you communicate with your partner and your family members. It changes how you communicate under stress. It changes how you think wow. because you start to say, oh, wow, I'm, I'm making myself more tense than I need to be. And then you say, oh, how fun. I can just be easy. And, and for me, the most grand thing was to quit beating myself up. Yeah. Stop being a perfectionist. I think we can all resonate with that one. I think we can all resonate with that one. Joe, I can see you nodding away there. Have you got any questions for Laura? I can I, see I'm, them. I, I'm, I'm really interested. And, and do you know, I can totally recognize what Laura's saying from when I used to do presentations about things. You would feel this tension about, particularly if you were kind of going up in front of somebody that you perceive to be exceptionally important there would be this real and you could feel the tension not just in your voice but in your shoulders and you'd you get that real kind of tension headache and an ache across the back of your shoulders which you know it, it yeah I just recognize everything that you're saying what what would you recommend for somebody to kind of avoid that or to stop that is there an exercise that they could do or how do they go about changing that Laura when I uh, when I it, it's kind of like coaching and kind of like teaching and it's just the other thing I say is just supporting people yeah in observing how they're thinking and how they're thinking makes their body feel right and when that happens, yeah, that see, see, you just did, you just did a little bit of easy to yourself. I could just hear it right there in your voice. Oh, <laughs> and and this is the wonderful thing about this in a presentation is is uh, is I encourage people to practice in not at not as important situations, mm. but when we take care of ourselves, because this is essentially primal self care. We communicate that to everybody from how we are. And when we do that, while we're doing our presentation, they feel so much more at ease in themselves that they like your presentation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. They also hear better. Because like you were describing, and exactly how you described that, you started to talk a little bit faster in your tension, and so then we're doing our presentation, and you're like, I, I gotta put my shoulders down. Yeah. Okay, in, in Alexander Technique, we have this thing, uh, mostly people slump, and mostly they have tension in the back of their neck. That's, yes. that's where this starts, right? Is yes. That's the primary mm -hmm. thing between your brain and the rest of your body, is that part of the skeleton, and it goes like this. And then you can hear my voice goes flat, there's no resonance, yeah. nothing. So this is slumping. So then, oh, I'm slumping. I have to stand up. This is called an upward slump because you can hear in my voice, no change. So then the first step is just, just notice yourself with kindness and gentleness. What am I doing? What causes my energy to spike in an unhelpful way? Because this is not about being, mm. you know, zoned out, you know, like you were in Shavasana on your mat. No, no. Again, th this is great for athletes and performers because think about a basketball player. If he uses too much energy, he, he's, he's going to miss the backdrop. 
if he doesn't, he said, okay, so I'm going to correct that. I didn't use enough. Uh, then he does too little and it doesn't make the basket. So, but once you've missed twice, mm. how, how are it? Okay. Then you say, all right, I'm going to the ease and I'm going to trust that my body knows how far it is, that my brain can direct my body for the exact right force to hit that basket. And that is the hardest thing, Shelley. You asked about, mm. was it yeah. easy, easy to do? And when you do it, you're in flow and you think you're not doing anything, which is a wonderful feeling. And often people say, well, this is just, I'm not working hard enough. Well, somehow we, we learn. Work. Yeah, we learn that overwork is work. And yeah. so part of the body-brain balance thing is to redefine working well. Right. Yeah. And what you're saying, it actually does resonate. I, I still remember walking into a networking event one particular day. And I don't know what it was about that day, but I just felt really good. I was in a good place. And I went in and I just, this guy came up to me um, and we just had a chat and he said to me, what do you do? Uh, what do you do? I said, I do an IT training. And, and I said, what do you do? He says, everything you don't do, because he was an IT support person. Um, and it was just kind of, but I remember walk, when I, I, and he actually became a really good referral partner for me. And I got lots of business through him. But, but what, what actually really stuck with me through that was how I felt when I went into that meeting. So that that's exactly what you're saying. I felt really, I suppose, easy. I, I was just feeling good and I wasn't trying too hard. Other times you go to a networking event and you're trying so hard that you don't talk to anybody because they can feel the tension coming off you and nobody wants to approach a tense person. Yeah. yeah. So it's totally, totally, totally resonates um, about that. Uh, but it's fascinating how you can make that become second nature without thinking about it that that's the fascinating part yeah yes it is really um how do i explain it to people it's 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 like it runs beside you all the time this gentle awareness like a little river and what you're doing is you're think, saying to yourself is what i'm doing right now making my whole system easier or tenser and it's more important to observe that mm. than the activity that you're focused on yeah and we normally get so focused on the activity and how it's going and our desired result so even when i do this my whole body changes even when i just talk about those words so for me when i'm paying attention what i say is oh, i, I got it i have to think about desired results and see what happens to the ease in me. I have to think about this or that instead of this and that. And so it is a mind, uh, it's a, a mastery of your mind in a way. Yeah. And what you do is you notice when the mind, what I, I like to call it, runs amok. <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, it's not bad. But, but gradually what you do is you tell your mind, you know, the most important thing for you to observe is, am I getting easier or am I getting more tense? And let me know in a kind way, you know, because mm. all of us who are achievers, 
we tend to be mean to ourselves when we made a mistake. And, and the other thing about this work is every time you notice that you're getting tenser, you have an opportunity to go to more ease. And this is a celebration because that's where real healing happens yeah. in our system. The, the remembering to come back to this, which is really and truly our absolute center. So like when you said you, you just felt really good that day, you yeah. were really centered yeah. in who you were at ease in yourself. You didn't have to think about what to say to anybody. And you were curious and open. That's another aspect of it is to be curious and open. You know, sometimes we think, oh, I have to do this, that, and the other thing. And one of my clients a couple of years ago, she came to me, she said, you know what I'm going to do? I said, okay, what are you going to do? She said, I'm, I'm going to say, how easily can I do my taxes? She said, normally it takes me a month. And my husband and I have to fight and we can't find this and we can't find that. She got them done in a week. And, and then she came back and she said, I'm not even sure I want to know all the extra crap I used to do that made it such a problem. I said, <clears throat> exactly. You don't, in the old model of thinking, we think, okay, this caused a problem. I don't want to do it again. And so I'm going to avoid doing that. So we kind of make a little yeah. tension against that. And then, and we go through the thing like that. I said, but what did you do? She said, well, I, I just, every time I started to get stuck, I, I said, you know, how easily can I find these rece receipts, these expenses? How, how easily can I do this? And, and she said, when I felt like I wanted to take a break, I took a, a short break instead of forcing myself to stay at the computer. I said, okay, so you don't need to know anything about what you didn't do. And she, mm -hmm. and she's like, uh, uh. <laughs> that's one of the ways we feel secure. Yeah. Is by knowing what not to do. And so then, then again, this is this opposite thing. Instead of, of worrying about what not to do, you just pay attention to where you are easy and and after you do it for a while in your life, yeah. you begin to trust that just like that day at the meeting you went to, you, you couldn't make a wrong step. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. I was intrigued at the beginning when you were, during your introduction, you said how it helps you make decisions about what to do and how to prioritize things. So, so you've got to-do list. <laughs> Most VAs who are listening will have a to-do list, probably a very long one. And and so how how do you use that? Do you just decide what's the easiest thing to do on my list, or is it more because it, that might not be the most important thing to do on your list? So so how right? What's right. the self talk that you're going through, if any? Well, okay, it depends on the person, right? Yeah. And so so for me, it helps me to take those things off of the list. And put them like on separate post-it notes on the wall. Right. And then what I do is I is I do this thing I call scanning for ease, which is to just check in where's some where's an easy place in me, just like that. Or I can do mm -hmm. the fist and stop squeezing and know that that realigns my body a little bit. And so then that's my baseline of easiness. And then I look at one of the post-it notes. 
and I observe what happens to the easiness in, in my system when I look at that task on that note. If the question stays the same, or I smile, which is kind of a signal of ease or something, you know, and I say, ah, oh, well, that's a, that's a put on the to-do today list. You know, and, and then I might have to go through this a couple of times. Then I come to one and I go, yeah, I said, well, that goes on the end of the list. Because, you know, they tell people, start with your hardest thing. I mean, I, I sound like a um, iconoclast or something, you know. If you start with your hardest thing, okay, yes, that's good. Get the hardest thing out of the way. Is They taught you this all the time in school. But if you have to up your energy and tension in a way to achieve that, then you've done that and everything else you do the rest of the day, you hit with that energy. Whereas if I pick something that that makes me feel easier, then the next thing I pick, I feel easier. And by the end uh -huh. of the day, I have gotten easier and I might do that hard task in the middle of the day and discover it's, it's not, so not hard. Yeah, I How see. I was thinking about it made it hard. Yeah, yeah. It's all in the mind. It's all about our minds, isn't it? It's such a powerful organ, our mind, brain. I totally, yeah. That's, that's quite different to the way you know as you say normally they say you know eat the frog and and eat that big thing in the morning or the first you know when you first start working on it whatever your schedule is um and yours is a very different way of thinking around that and you know picking the easy thing and everything feels easier and easier uh, that's a very different way of thinking and and it's this idea I had one friend and she said like she couldn't use the word ease at all right? Because from her high school days, ease meant easy, meant yeah. cheap, slutty, whatever. Yeah. Couldn't work and, with that. <laughs> and I said, I said, okay, so, so when you are in that zone, because she was a painter, I said, you know, where, where you're looking at your canvas and, and you just know the next right color. She said, well, I'm in the flow. I said, okay, so this, the other word for this is flow. It's a little woo-woo word, you know, mm. Which is why I said at the beginning that this is a way of observing yourself to discover exactly the right amount of energy for every task. That's my kind of science. Yeah. Yeah. Breakdown. And it, I don't know what I'm going to say. Joe said something and I was going to go there and I kind of got off track. That would be me. <laughs> Zoom froze Defining there for a second. Uh, that I'm out in the country, in, in the Kansas, in the country. So good, it froze. It saved me from my, yeah. my lost train of thought. But it's the definition of ease in your system. You know, it, as, because people can think, oh, well, well, being at ease is laying on the couch, eating bonbons, watching Netflix. Um, and I'm like, no, no, ease is just not squeezing. This means if you have to, if you're walking across the street and a little kid dashes out and you have to grab them and pull them back, you have full physical capacity to do that with the amount of strength that you need. And it's, yeah. it's not floaty. It can feel floaty sometimes. And that's one of the other tricks, Shelley, is that it doesn't feel the same. What was easy yesterday is not what is easy today. The energy we need today is not the energy we're going to need tomorrow. And it's not the energy we needed yesterday. And, and sometimes in system thinking, 
we think, okay, well, this is what worked yesterday, so I'm just going to repeat this day after day after day. Mm. And, and it might work for three or four days, and then you might have a hiccup, and you might be inclined to push through. Because my system works, I'm going to push through. Yeah. See, and even when I think those words, my body shifts in a way. But then this other is like, okay, but, this, but then I don't know what's going to happen. How do I live with this? I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. And that, that is like, okay, well, did we ever really know what was going to happen? No, we or never do. We yeah, never do. Make these systems. And it's good to think ahead, right? It's good to say, well, this could go wrong and that could go wrong. And if this happens, I will have this plan and this plan. And that's, it's not to say that you don't think that way at all. But um, I don't know. It's funny about humans. They kind of want a once and done. Yeah. You know, if I like, like, like if I do this, if I do this to do list process, my work is always going to work. And I'm like, maybe give it a shot. See what happens. It's an experiment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all, it's all an experiment. Yeah. As, as long as you're open to observing and then, and then, like I said before, like, like we don't want to go from a downward slump to an upward slump, which is sometimes what we do when we try to mentally correct. But when we observe that something's not working, if we go back to ourselves first and see what needs to happen, we will probably get a more organic and ripe solution for ourselves. <clears throat> so what works for Joe might not work for you, Shelley. Yeah. yeah. For you might not work for me, but pieces of what you do are going to give me an idea of how to look at what I'm trying to achieve better so yeah. that we can all share. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that does make sense. That's really, Oh, I froze there for a second. So <laughs> internet demons today, gremlins, gremlins. Now that's, that's, that's been really fascinating. That's been really fascinating. So what do you recommend that if somebody wants to find out more about what you do or generally where should people start? Um, let me think. They can go to my website, uh, dancingwithease.com and that will kind of have some, some general information. They can uh, set up an easy 15-minute chat with me about their, usually what happens is people have some problem that they would like to resolve. Mm. So then we would talk about that. And, and in that little conversation, I would figure out how they're, how they're thinking about things and if I'm a good person for them to work with. And, and if I'm not, I try to have a, uh, some people that I can recommend. And if they are kind of in this place, like I have tried this and I've tried that and I'm just really frustrated and, da, 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 and I'm like, okay. But if you think, you know, if you make your fist and then you stop the fist and you tell me what, what you want to have happen, if their body changes then and their voice changes, then I know that they're in a place ready to work on this subtle level. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and, and it's changing underneath so that everything on the surface will change. Stuff on the surface might not change instantly, but it might. Hmm. Yeah, it's that unknown again, isn't it? <coughs> I'm not okay. recognizing that we that we're not we're not actually in control. <laughs> it's 
it's accept, accepting that we're we're not actually in control there is something else in control and it's how we react um, and how we allow ourselves that leeway to to react easily yeah. rather than with tension i kind of say also to respond to be able to respond instead of react Mm. And, and for myself, what I have trained myself to do is that my reactive moment is like, like we might freeze, we might, ah, where's my ease? So my reaction is any situation, I get totally happy, where's my ease? I get totally unhappy, where's my ease? I, um, I'm walking and I, like I slightly roll my ankle, which I, oh, that's knock on wood, I haven't done that for a long time. <laughs> And I go, what, what happened to the ease? Because normally when that happens, you know, I was in my, in my head thinking a million things. I left my body and it hit a, a crack in the pavement. I mean, mm. I mean, we go away into our heads mm. is, is what we do. And, um, and when, sometimes when I try to think of something, like I start looking up here and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not here. Wait, come back. Whatever is living in my memory and my thoughts it's going to come right to me if I stay here. You know how when you lose your pen on your desk, your favorite yeah. pen? <laughs> you yep. can't find it. Yeah. And you're tearing things up and you move all your papers and you can't. I did this the other day. And I, and I swear to heaven, I came back and that pen was sitting in the pen cup. I, <laughs> I would tell you I took everything out of the pen cup. <laughs> and it wasn't there. Yeah, but, but when I when I wasn't looking for it, I could see it. Now, trust me, this is com this is really frustrating. You know, I mean, people yeah. tell you this. Well, just relax; it'll go better. You know, and you're like, if I could yeah. relax, I would be relaxed. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many times people used to tell me that. So then, then I have to like. Um, but now I I know what to do. To and, and, and for me, relax was a bad word. Relax was what I did when I was not working. Mm. So, and so this other, what I call AT for Alexander technique and then hyphen ease is I play word games and I like them, but they're not great for marketing, but I like them. So when I am at ease in myself, if I need to be relaxed, I'm relaxed. If I need to be able to move fast, I'm able to move fast. And so that for me is a better word choice mm. than the word relax. Other people might see me and say, oh, you're so relaxed today. And I just say to myself, no, I'm at ease. I, I tell myself that. <laughs> <ease. laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you have some problems, kind of chronic problems that VAs have that I could share how how I might work with these ideas with people? <clears throat> I, I tell you one, and you would know this, Shelley, we're all sat at our desks, very often kind of the hunched over the keyboard. Um, a lot of us are moving to kind of laptop risers and things, but, you know, that's very often where the tension goes in your shoulders. You know, the top of your, across your back there, where you're like this, Um that would be the biggest one, I guess, for, for VAs, would you say, Shelley? Probably, probably. I um, have done 
well, I haven't been doing it lately, but as with, with somebody who suffers very badly with my back, I've had three back surgeries and then I'd done Pilates for a very long time. So my sitting posture is amazing, actually. It's much better than it ever used to be since I had my back problems. So I don't get that so much. Occasionally you might get tension in my shoulders, but it's more likely for me to get tension in my shoulders, not because of how I'm sitting. I'm recognizing what Laura said. It's probably because of something else that's going on. So, but I, I totally get that people that sit like this or they're not sitting properly, they will get tension. So, so part of the problem is a lot of people working on laptops instead of, of a bigger yeah. desktop yeah. situation. And the nature of the laptop is in and down. Yeah. So uh, one of the things... <clears throat> Well, one of the very first things, and what you did, Joe, was exactly right. How you that you you know that posture, right? So the very first thing is when you notice you're in that posture, you you say, "Oh, hooray! I get to do something. I get to check in where some ease in my system." And so then what you do is you just kind of check and you find any place that feels easier than your shoulders. Could be your knee. Could be your toe. I worked with one dancer and, and she, she had a really difficult job and she was so sore. She said, nothing is easy on me. And this one guy goes, my earlobe is easy. And she goes, oh, oh, my earlobes are easy. And her whole body shifted. So we don't know in our body system where it's going to tell us we might be a little bit easier. But see, see I can see you're sitting, you're sitting up straighter and, and you're easy across the front of your chest now. And so that would be the first step. And so any time in the day you feel yourself, oh, I'm doing this, where's some ease in my system? What happens when I think about the ease? And that's entirely different than saying, oh, I've done it again and my shoulders are tense and I need to do this. And, I, uh, and, that, and then what we just do is we move that tension around. So that would be like one of the very first things. Is yeah. To just play with that. In, in a playful way. And to know, we're going to go a hundred times, I'm, I'm working on this, I'm working on this email, I got to, and we're going to get sucked into the ideas, we're going to get sucked into the keyboard, and every time we do, it's, ah, oh, cool, I can come back to ease. And every time I come back to my own at-easeness in myself, I did a little micro-healing, and probably the words will flow better. Which is really really fun I mean that's that's a little on the woo-woo edge but it you, you can get there yeah we do need a bit of woo-woo in our lives not too much just yeah. a little bit enough to make life yeah. interesting <laughs> definitely definitely absolutely yeah Laura it's been absolutely fascinating and it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast and listeners all Laura's contact details will be on the web page that go with the podcast episode as per usual and and thank you very much for coming all the way from Kansas and thank you for having <laughs> me all the way from Kansas it's just I, this is one of my favorite things is to, is to be able to connect with people all around the world. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. And, you know, I'm going to start really noticing where it's easy now. That's, you know, my mantra for the rest of the week, at least, yes. is where's the ease? Let's Let's find the ease. Thank you very much.
Welcome back. Wasn't that fun talking to Laura all the way from Kansas? I do love it when we have these international episodes. It, fascinating and it all from the power of the internet. Yeah, yeah. And I've known Laura for a while through, as I said there, we, we said we've we known each other through a marketing group uh, and we, we've, we've seen each other, I think, a couple of times on Zoom calls with other people. Um, so it was really nice to get to know Laura properly face-to-face that way and I've always known what Laura does that it's it's based on the Alexander technique but I've never really understood it so it was nice to hear her explain it Um, and yes it's a bit woo-woo but it's but there's also a lot of a lot of sense in it what did you think Joe? I thought it was really really interesting and in the break between our recording you know I went and had a look at Laura's website and there is some links there that explain in greater detail what the Alexander Technique is, what it does for you. And it's really made me sort of conscious about how I'm sitting. I mean, Laura said while we were talking that my shoulders had gone back and I can feel since sort of watching this woman on this video and listening and reading the website that I'm feeling a bit more straight you know even when I'm kind of sat forward I'm still yeah and it doesn't feel like I'm pushing my body to be different yeah so there's definitely something in it and it's not something I would have thought about before I found it very interesting yeah no it, it is interesting what always fascinates me about anything like this is the power that our mind plays in everything and we don't we don't think about that really about what that means that the thoughts that we're not conscious of we have this subconscious layer of thought and it it's that thing of you know I did this and it hurt me yesterday so I can't do it again today because it's going to hurt me but it might not hurt you it's it's kind of what Laura was saying because you may have used the wrong energy yesterday and today you'll do it differently so it won't hurt so I I totally get and it's a it's a really difficult concept as well that uh, what we're thinking and our past and all all of that stuff that impacts it's very much like you know people will talk about mindset and your mind monkeys they're very subconscious Mm. you know from what you've learned in the past from let's say when you've made a mistake or when you changed something that uncomfortable feeling lays down that thing that then comes back and says you know and and it, it she's talking about those kinds of yeah mind things and the games our mind plays with us yeah I just thought it was really interesting yes. and it was nice to to also have somebody a bit different on the podcast yeah, not very. just a kind of business or accounts or um, marketing or do this or work like that so it was nice to get something a little bit different uh, or someone a little bit different and and Laura was was really lovely so that was that was such fun and uh, I don't think I've got very much more to add listeners as uh, as we've said as you know we've been recording two episodes today so joe and i have kind of run out of topics to talk about um well any that can be aired in any case Uh, so uh, we'll leave we'll leave that on one side so i think we're going to love you and leave you for this week and we'll be back with you in a future episode which just leaves me to remind you 
listeners, please do go leave us a review on Apple on iTunes podcasts. It really helps other people find us. And we love reaching our audience. If you want to find out more about either of us, you can get in touch with me. I'm Shelley at tomorrowsva.com and joe is joe at jlbsupportsolutions.co.uk the podcast has its very own um tomorrow uh, it's its very own facebook page it's at virtually amazing my website is tomorrow's va and you can find my facebook page at tomorrow's va and i also have a facebook group which you are welcome to come and join in where we can talk about all things microsoft office and va dumb in general so do come and join us and with that we'll love you and leave you and see you next week Well, listeners, I said we'll see you next week, but in fact, we won't. The podcast is taking a break. It's the holiday of Passover next week, and I will not be working next Monday. So without any further ado, we'll see you in two weeks' time. You have been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode. See you then.